Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely blessed to have Marilyn McSweeney on the podcast today. Marilyn McSweeney is the founder, CEO, president of the McSweeney Group, and she'll get into it a little bit uh, later. But but what they do is really they're 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 masters of talent acquisition. They understand talent acquisition to a level that not many people in this industry really know. So uh, without further ado, um, please please welcome Marilyn McSweeney. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks so much, Mike. I really appreciate the invitation. Well, Marilyn, I was so glad to get to be friends with you and your team last year uh, at the, sort of or at the early part of the shutdowns. And I was just, I just came away so impressed. You have just an amazing team that seemed that most of them kind of like you too. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to work with people that can't, I hate to use the word synergize, but we really do like each other and we have a lot of fun during well, the day. We make sure that we, we laugh and we share humorous things and try to make a difference in people's lives. Well, they're, they, they seem just so well-adjusted and kind and wa really wanting to learn. And as soon as I was there and as the podcast was getting some legs, I was like, you know what? I would love to have Marilyn back on. So it really is. I'm, I'm very, 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 very grateful that you came on. Thank you, Marilyn. Very flattering. Thank you. Well, why don't you tell us how you got here, right? So what can you share with us your <laughs> business path from, you know, where you were? I know where you are now. I know that you are absolute a, a rock star in talent acquisition, but how do we, how do we get from, how do we get, how did this path happen? Yeah. Yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was blessed at an early age to recognize that I had certain passions and to follow those passions. So when I was probably about 10 years old, 10 or 12, I was over at a friend's house and her really cool aunt came by and she was an interior designer. Mm. And she was beautiful and she was energetic and she had some of her projects to show. And I, at that point, fell in love with art and design. And I said, that is what I'm gonna do when I grow up and I did. I recognized a passion at, at an early age. I got an interior design degree. I went into um, the commercial office furnishings and interior design industry and have absolutely loved it. <clears throat> However, about 20 years ago, I had four kids that were in every sport and dance and gymnastics and <clears throat> everything that you can imagine. And I needed to find a balance at a time where that work-life balance thing wasn't as talked about as it is now. And so I started um, my own business doing um, recruiting specifically in the interior design and commercial and residential, primarily commercial office furnishings arena. So I can still be in that industry that I love so much, but I could have a flexible schedule um, because of my kids. And at the end of the day, it's helping people. And people ask me, you know, when do you plan to retire? Or what are you going to do when you retire? I don't really see ever retiring because this isn't a real physical job. It's definitely emotionally draining. But, you know, when you can help people and the fit comes together and 
people's lives are changed, why would I stop doing that? So I guess, you know, my advice, if anyone's asking for it, is try to identify your passions and make it happen. Well, that's, hey, that's how Marilyn, I got there was following my passion. I love this because you not only followed your passion, you you have excelled, but um, you have. I mean, you went into recruiting. I'm looking at, at, at your at my notes in 1997. I mean, this is this is you have established yourself. I mean, as a the go to name for our industry, and you should be. You're being very humble. You've you've done an amazing job. You really have. So let's yeah. take a little bit of that knowledge. Let's peel back the onion. Can you kind of give us like what's happening now? You know, we're in the early part of the 20s. Um, what's what's something that that you've seen in the change of recruiting and talent acquisition? And what are some tips you can give the listeners? Sure. Well, again, and, and you know, if we had all day, I could probably comment on you know a number of of things. But what I've seen happen in the last 20 plus years of filling talent is <clears throat> that the world has become more well-versed and aware of the emotional intelligence uh, piece. And, you know, of course, everyone is looking for a background in the area that they're hiring for. They're looking for a resume and, you know, what value proposition do you have you know, to join our company or, or really on the, on the flip side, a company that's wanting to hire the best people out there and what is their value proposition to a candidate to consider leaving a job that they're probably happy and successful in to come to your, your company. So it kind of translates into a mutual value proposition there. Um, but outside of that background and resume, um, before I even really knew that emotional intelligence or, or EQ had a name and a book behind it. I was making notes of feedback from clients after they interviewed a pool of, of candidates and why certain people moved forward in the process and why others didn't. And it really kind of came down to what people have now identified as emotional intelligence and written books about it. But it's, it's that self-awareness of how you're perceived um, by, by others. In fact, I actually looked up the, the official definition and uh, it says it's the ability to understand, use and manage your emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others and overcome challenges that diffuse conflict. Wow. So wait, 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 Marilyn. No, no, not so fast. We read that one more time. Cause I think if I'm on a treadmill, I kind of want to hear important. that one more time. It really, if, if everyone could improve in these areas, we would have a hard time choosing the right candidates for jobs. So the people that often, you know, get chosen are those that, um, and again, this is like the Wikipedia um, definition of emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize, sorry, empathize with others. That's a really big one, especially in this last year. Overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. Oh, yeah. So going 
Ugh, and walking out of the room that doesn't that doesn't meet that definition does it <laughs> getting getting defensive um i'll tell you where you really find out someone's um eq is when you tell them that they're not getting the job or mm. that they're not moving forward and how they respond to us we keep notes of that so that the next time we have a position to fill we know whether we want to come back to that person and if they get accusatory about the company and they say, well, they're just really old school and they don't recognize this and that. And, you know, did they not realize I had a wedding coming up that I needed to pay for? And, you know, those kind of things you're never going to hear from us. Well, again. hey, let's let's talk about the positive then. All right. So yeah. let's just say I'm you and you're a really good candidate and it just wasn't the great wasn't the perfect fit for this one. What would be the nicest way that would show a high EQ? I'm going to put you on the spot because we didn't talk about this, right? So I'm just saying like, you know, hey, Marilyn, it's Marilyn. I'm really sorry, but they just, they chose another candidate and, no. you know, they really liked you, but you just weren't the perfect fit for this one. Yeah, I think gratitude would probably, if I could pick one word, um, it would be appreciation and gratitude for having been considered and given that opportunity and an understanding that there was somebody else that either was a better chemistry connection or they simply had a more robust resume in the areas no, it wasn't about Marilyn, you no i'm not letting you get yeah. off easy no, no no i need you to answer it as if you're an awesome candidate right you're you're the great candidate. oh you want me to play oh the yeah role? I, I really do i want you to say <laughs> really hey Marilyn, it's Marilyn. i'm sorry they went in a different direction but they really liked you they just found a candidate that was yeah. a better fit. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks so much for letting me know that. I'm just incredibly grateful to have even been contacted for this opportunity. And it's been, you know, great getting to know them. I understand, you know, for this position, there's, um, you know, somebody else that is a better fit there. And that's great. Um, I hope that I'll be considered in, in the future. Um, but, you know, please, thank them for considering me, hoping we'll stay in touch and really best of luck with that, that person that you did hire. Boom. Okay. Listen, Marilyn, thank you so much. Um, if anybody's listening to this, check that, mark that. And if that ever happens to you in your future, respond just like Marilyn, just take a second. Be grateful. Be and grateful. Understanding and empathetic. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Inside, you might be going, oh, like you might be torn up inside because you thought you were a no-brainer for that solution, but it just wasn't a good fit. So just make sure that you're, you're sort of building bridges for future opportunities every chance you get. I think that's, that's yeah. really powerful. Why don't, there's nothing wrong with saying, um, I have to admit I'm highly disappointed. I'd really gotten my head around this and I'm going to need to take the weekend to, you know, kind of get my head around it. But, um, you know, we're all human as much as we want to be a hundred percent and all these emotional IQ type situations, we are human and our hearts and our minds take over. So it's okay to be, to express disappointment because mm -hmm. really that's kind of a compliment to the company because you want it to work for them, but then don't, don't flip it around and, and blame it on the company. No, no, no. You know, it, just, Let's, it is what it is. And, yeah. Let's yeah. stay on the good. You know what? While we're talking about this, I'm going to hit you with one more question. Like, 
on the early side through the interview process for someone, what's a nice way that someone could present, or what are some ways you've seen people present positive emotional intelligence on the early part of the interview process? What, what are some things you're seeing people do? Yeah. Well, you know, being open-minded uh, is is one of the attributes of being emotionally intelligent. But, you know, I never understand when we reach out to people and they just shut us down and don't even listen because, you know, I mean, anyone who's serious about their career should be open-minded enough to at least listen. Because even though they're really happy, there might be something even better, or perhaps they can help a friend and a colleague by referring this to them. So I guess the, the open-mindedness to listen, the, the gratitude for getting the call, even if you're not interested, the fact that um, you are flattered that you were called, you know, I, whenever I sense that type of, of attitude, I, then I want to talk more. Um, but, you know, you're looking for empathy in, in that person, um, to be honest with you, not talking too much, you know, it's like in my profession, I hear this a lot, you know, I single-handedly increased sales 50% in a year, you know, and, and sold $500 million. Well, nobody can do that on their own. So someone initially um, communicates that they were part of the team. Mm that made that happen and that it kind of took a village to get there and what their role was in it and that um, and that they're not self-important. I guess that's been one of my number one things in evaluating candidates is if I get a sense of self-importance, which is different than confidence. Um, I don't know, you just, everybody these days wants humble, empathetic people that are still hard charging, confident, passionate people that are going to get it done. So I guess those you are just, yeah, you at least initially things I'm looking for. Yeah, there's a lot of unicorns. If you can find the unicorns, you're doing great. Exactly. We want, oh. we want someone who's a leader and just going to run through walls and do it humbly with a group. <laughs> How do you, where is that? You Hence know? the reason we have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We I call love them it. purple squirrels in our industry. Um, I mean, if somebody isn't looking for a purple squirrel, they probably don't need us. Yeah. Because they yeah, can just run that. an ad on Indeed or something and just hire a warm body that, that shows up. So yeah. you're right. They're all purple squirrels. I love it. I love it. All right. Talk to me about, you know, early on, I love the story about, uh, it was your aunt. Is that your aunt? The the fancy it one? Was it was my friend's aunt. Your friend's aunt. Okay, good, yeah. good. All yeah, right, so yeah. we're going to count her as one role model, but can you share some other role models or, or mentors that have helped you along the way? Gosh, I don't know if I can really come up with actual names or whether that would be appropriate, but there have been so many um, leaders in my career path and in my personal life that have really been examples to me. And there are times that I've been in really tough situations either professionally or personally. And I actually think to myself, what would Kay do in this situation? And I've almost taken on that persona in handling that situation because I know they will be calm. They'll listen. They'll respond calmly um, and with value. And so over the course of my career up until this point, I just have a number of people throughout my career that have really 
impress me and I'll say, well, what would that person do in this situation? Mm. And then I act like them. And then after a while, then it becomes you. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know, but based on how this podcast is going, I want to have you back like every three months just to share, just share knowledge. This is so powerful. This is very, very helpful. I, I need to do that a little bit more. Can I think about someone we who all I do? Yeah, we someone I respect do. and go like, man, what would you know? What would so and so do? What would so and so do? That's that's really good. So speaking of. I was kind of being positive and having good EQ and keeping our good mojo forward. What does Marilyn do to keep her her mindset positive? Boy, it's it's a daily struggle, you know, especially this last year. And, you know, quite honestly, I'm pretty affected by seasonal issues. So I have I personally have to make a conscious choice every day that I get up to to be grateful and to choose to be positive. You know, I mean, I didn't grow up with that type of influence in my life. And when I was in college, I took an organizational behavior class that said, you know, that you can choose your attitude, you can choose your reactions. And I remember them showing a lady getting in a car accident and playing it over with several different recipients. And this person chose to be angry and freak out. This person chose to be concerned about whether she was okay. Um, you know, another person responded and just, you know, okay, let's, this happened, let's do what we have to do. And it was such an epiphany for me at about 20 years old to realize I have a choice in my attitude every day. So I, if I get up feeling blue or, or whatever, I just, it sounds corny, but you know, count my blessings and say, I'm going to choose to be positive. I'm going to choose to find and focus on the silver lining of whatever comes up. And uh, then if all that fails, then I spend time with my grandbabies and that oh, works every time. Yeah. <laughs> I got there. Well, there's gratitude right there. I'm, I'm, um, I've seen Tony Robbins speak. I, I'm not, uh, yeah. I like to do Tony Robbins about one time a year. I, I need to let Tony get into my psyche about once a year. But one thing that's always stuck with me really heavy with what you just spoke of, he, he said, he does this exercise and he says, I want you to take your right hand and put it on your heart and slow down your breathing and just get a very vivid image of something you're grateful for. And for, for you and for me, it's probably something family related mm -hmm. and, and, but you get very granular. You picture, is it my eight-year-old daughter on a swing and she's smiling and laughing and giggling and just being eight, right? And you put your hand on your heart and you just let that warmth of gratitude come through you. And and he's 100% right. Stress and gratitude can't live in the same heart. Right. They don't, they can't. They're oil and, they're oil and water. Like they don't, they can't exist in the same being. So when you slow down and you, I guess he's that NLP and, and but like when you, when you can get consumed with the gratitude you know, stress and anxiety are squeezed to a very small part of your of your senses when when gratitude is welcomed in, and yeah. I love that. I'm a hundred. Well, and then of course, that. you know, the physical things that are helpful to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, getting enough sleep, exercising, eating right; those things will all very much contribute to your your attitude and and how you feel. Well, I don't want to, um, I believe me, I, I feel like you and I could talk for hours and, and I love your, your energy and your company and your insights, but why don't you finish up with a, a good piece of advice? What's one piece of advice that you like to share? 
Oh gosh, I think we've covered some of the best advice as far as um, uh, being grateful. Um, you know, there's, I, I don't know if you were able to put that quote on the screen, Mike, but my favorite quote that I will often read when I feel like I'm ready to just run away and give up is a, a quote from Mother Teresa. Um, are you able to put that up? We will. Or, I'll have uh, I'll have the producer put it in once we once end. we edit it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think if you could read that quote um, almost every day, it it will help put things in perspective. Um, always try to focus on self improvement. Um, listen to podcasts like like yours. Read good books. Uh, hang out with people who are are positive. I think we've all got to eliminate eliminate toxic people and toxic situations from our life wherever we can. So as long as you're um, you're grateful and empathetic, everything else will just fall into place. Not that you're not gonna have bad days, but those coping skills, you know, and, and um, you know, some of the things, if you want to research emotional IQ, if you haven't already, um, you know, focusing on improvement in each one of those areas, nobody's ever gonna get to 100% in all those areas. But if you mm -hmm. can even just improve a little bit, it will really help you with the, the stress and the negativity that sometimes gets thrown at you. I love it. I love it. So if someone wanted to reach out to you and sort of just kind of have a follow-up or maybe just ask for advice, you know, maybe they're in a career position yeah. or they're a company looking to, you know, trying to find talent and they wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way, Marilyn? Um, I, you can find me on LinkedIn. So you can send a LinkedIn message or you can email me at Marilyn at McSweeneyGroup.com. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. So anybody that's listening, Marilyn's, uh, she's accessible. I'll spell her last name if you're just kind of wanting to do it. It's Marilyn McSweeney, M-C-B-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. And Marilyn, you are, I really am. I'm just kind of honored that you took the time to speak with us and share your your insights. It was very nice of you today. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I was so flattered when you asked. And at first I thought, why does he want to talk to me? Oh, you know, no. I think everybody listening knows. No, it's good stuff, Marilyn. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your positive attitude and what you're doing to help people with these podcasts. It's good. Thanks, Marilyn. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.